I know you mentioned house hacking. Uh, you said that's the preferred strategy for a beginner or like how, how did you, well, you did tell us actually how you, how you got started exactly, but you would tell a beginner to start with house hacking for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the main thing, like, and these days, like I said, everybody just want to look good. Like, you know what I mean? And you set yourself back. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, a lot of people set themselves up. They might not realize it now, but I've been through it. Like, I know what's going on. I know the way money works. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can't have everything, you know, that fast. Like, it's a process, you know what I mean? So, you know, you got to be strategic about this this game called life out here. You know, um, you can't be worried about what everybody else is thinking and what everybody mm-hmm. else is doing. You know, I mean, you got to study, you know, what works, you know, out here and, and and study people that have been through it, you know, and and see what the, what they can say, you know, learn from their mistakes and stuff. Yeah. Right. And I think part of house hack, right, because a lot of the times what ends up happening and you kind of you you said it earlier one one of the biggest things is you could renovate it right you could fix it up a little bit and then that leads to one of the most like popular strategies burr right like the b r r r r like all that stuff so can we talk about that as well because i think it, I, I know we like rel and i have spoken about it a lot but from someone you know with your experience and everything you learned in real estate can you shine some light on that and just you know let people know how cool it is and what the advantages are and if you recommend it yeah so i'll start out by saying like at first i didn't really understand the value in it when i first got into real estate i wanted mm-hmm. again that instant gratification i was like man i don't care about that damn little rent money like give me the the fifty thousand hundred thousand flips and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah you know I mean? <laughs> but I, but now i regret not holding my property so my perspective on uh, the bird strategy is I call it the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you get that cash flow every month, but all you also get to build equity. You know what I mean? Once you repair it, once you renovate that property, you build an instant equity. And then when you're holding, you know, your, your, your equity is appreciating over time. You know what I mean? With the value and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? That, you know, that's, that's, like, that's the best way to do it. You know, so I highly recommend the bird strategy. Now, what I would say is that you got to be careful in this particular market right here. You know, last few years, it was great. But the problem that is right now in this market that a lot of people aren't considering is that property values are on a decline. You know what I mean? And if you buy a property today, the the appraiser is using comps from three, six, maybe even 12 months ago, depending on the market. Anybody who knows real estate knows this is a completely different market and those values aren't accurate, right? So you're buying something based off of a market of the depths that's, that's long gone, you know what I mean? Um, so the value should, it's probably a little less than whatever that appraisal is saying right now. But mm-hmm. then, you know, if you're repairing the property, it's gonna take you a few months, right? Like, and we don't know where the hell we're gonna be in four to six months, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. An average, average, average flip takes a lot, six months you know for fixed repairing and selling you know so six months we could be in a deep in a recession by now so let's say you got let's say you got a property um it's fix a flip you buy it for three hundred thousand you put in a hundred in it and let's say it's what we worth 550 uh six months it's saying you know what i mean when you're done it's what we worth six months i mean 550. when you go to refinance 
You know what I mean? That value most likely is not going to be accurate because they're basing it off of still those comps from three, six, and 12 months ago. But at that time, it's going to be 18, 24 months. You know what I mean? It's something like that. So mm -hmm. like, that's that's two years because comps are two years old. So again, the ARV, they might say 550, but by the time you finish your project and go to sell, it might be 500 or 475. Then right. now, depending on the equity, you might got to bring money to the table instead of being able to pull money out to move on to your next investment, which was the original goal. So when y'all real estate investors out there, you run your numbers right now, be conservative. I don't care what that appraisers say, because they're just basing it off of data that, you know, they basing it off of data. They're not predicting the future you know projections and stuff like that, which they don't care. They got paid. They're done after they give you that report. But you're not mm -hmm. done until you exit that short-term loan, you, whether you sell it or refinance. So, you know, you don't want to be at a loss, you know. So just be mindful of, you know, the economy, you know, and the, you know the, the state of the economy and what we could potentially, you know, uh, we, we be at, you know, in four or six months. So, so I have a quick... Go ahead. Oh, no, my fault. I was just going to, like, just, just speak on that because, you know, he's talking about, like, fixing i'm flipping properties right now in this economy and saying like that's not the preferred way of going about it and so the preferred way right now you think is for people who just want to be uh be able to buy and hold and then get rental income for sure like flipping is kind of just out, out of the like out of the conversation right now I wouldn't say it's out of the conversation, but it's risky right now for sure. It's risky just because it's just so uncertain. You know what I mean? Nobody knows because the thing for sure, I can guarantee within six months, the Fed, they're going to increase the rates at least two more times. You know what I mean? Every time they increase it, they're going up at least 75 basis points, which is like 0.75 of, of a percent. So if they do that, that's another uh, um, 1.5, you know what I mean? Which is going to make it even more difficult for people to purchase. So it's going to be more inventory. The more inventory that comes available, the lower the prices go. Down, yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah. already saying that we definitely going to be in a recession in 2023. So, you know, don't set yourself up for failure by assuming that things are going to go smooth and be, you know, perfect because that's how it was over the past few years. And we understand that this thing, the real estate goes in cycles, you know what I mean? So we've had it great. So you gotta expect it to be a little rough for the next, you know, um, coming at least a couple of years. So you just kind of literally said the perfect thing, right? Cause uh, Rel and I just recorded the video literally on Monday about how this market is compared to 08. And there's a lot of comparisons going around, right? And I think you actually said you bought your first property in 08. Uh, yeah. around that time right yeah. so so i'm just wondering right now like how do you think you know this market compares to that market right i i think obviously Ron and i pointed out earlier how there's a lot of differences in our opinion um mm -hmm. but we want to know from someone who's actually lived through it uh do you see similarities do you see differences and i know you just said you predicted the next couple of months to be kind of tough but mm -hmm. where do you see this market going with 08 <laughs> I, I don't see it being as, as bad as 08 because like i mean i cleaned up in 08 well 09 i cleaned up you know so that's when i bought my first two you heard me tell i bought my first two for ten thousand. i didn't even mention mm -hmm. that I went back to the guy 
you know, before I finished that first property, I went back and bought like five more. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> See, that's like, what I'm saying, bro. Everyone be running it up. I, I've watched videos and people that oh wait, oh nine are like, yeah, I bought like four properties for forty K. I'm like, bro, what? Boy, man, listen, yeah. that's all down payment right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, so I don't think it's gonna be, you know, like discounted that that deeply you know i hope it is but i doubt it you know because it's just too much inventory right now you know what i mean so the inventory not gonna go at that as low as it was before but it's, it's definitely gonna be some opportunities you know what i mean to be considered doing this market um so i mean yeah like you said y'all down payments 40 i mean down payments might go down to 20 10 20 or something like that you probably won't be able to buy for 10 and 20 depending mm -hmm. on the market you know depending on where, where your investment market is so if you're still if you're in markets like detroit uh st louis uh baltimore you know where the properties are still pretty cheap you know you might be able to score some deals like that but never in new york you know especially in the city and stuff like that yeah exactly. Exactly. It's, so, it's, it's definitely tough <laughs> extremely bro extremely you know we've been looking and it's like you know we've had this battle before between whether you want to look for properties that cash flow heavy or you're looking for properties that want to appreciate. And I just wanted to see like your take on it. Which one do you think is better for an investor coming into the market now? Should you look for properties that cash flow, maybe a market like as you said, or do you want to look for more expensive markets like in New York and just kind of ride the wave? So I would say if I was just starting, I wouldn't really focus on cash flow. I mean, not that it's bad, but it can be risky because if it's not a multifamily and we hit a recession and you just, I mean, you just spit all your money into this single family or something like that and that person lose their job, now you got to pay that mortgage. You know what I mean? And mm. say your, let's say your job lays you off or something like that. What other income do you have to pay that mortgage? And then you're going to lose that house. You know, whereas though, if you focus on the equity, build the equity and flip, or you can do both. You know what I mean? You could, uh, I, would, I would flip, start out flipping. You know what I mean? Uh, and you could do the bar. You could do the bar. But like I said, in this market, it can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know, so taking, you know, taking away, you know, this, this current market, I would say start out with flipping because that way, you know, you can, you know, earn a lump sum and, you know, have a little cushion. You know what I mean? I would do that a few times and then, you know, focus on like the cash flow because then you go, you'll have some reserves. Um, worst case scenario. You know, one thing about real estate is always going to be some surprises and stuff that you didn't, you know, prepare for. So you always got to make sure that you have some reserves, um, you know, just in case. Got you. Um, I, I have two things, and then I, I have a. This this is like a two two part question, right? So one, it, it's really a story. So uh, my friend Marcus and I are actually looking to buy some property in Detroit, right? And we were actually going through the experience that you just mentioned. So this was about, um, this was probably about like eight months ago or so, right? And we were looking at properties, and we saw the trend that real estate was going down, and it was basically going in the negative direction, right? The prices were falling month over month. Um, year, year wise, it's still fine, but basically it came down to the point that we were looking at cash flow and appreciation. We wanted to kind of get both, but then we said cash will be fine. But then it was exactly what you said. Um, essentially, we were looking at like B areas, right? Like B, B minus areas, because we were like, if we buy a single family home and they lose their job, we're screwed, right? So that, that I'm saying that to ask you basically, do you think it makes sense 
I know you said, you know, single family, people might lose their job, but do you think it still makes sense to look single family if you're looking at the A areas rather than looking at like, you know, D or even like the terrible areas in general? Like, which one do you think makes more sense if you're looking for cash flow during this market? Um, I say the areas, I say the areas, you know, because you can, you can judge by it because certain areas, certain people can't afford to live there and even mm -hmm. areas have more, the people have more security, you know what I mean? Or more dependable jobs. Like, you know, like you see, like I would try to cater towards, uh, recession proof businesses or jobs, you know, like people in the medical field, you know what I mean? Like the pandemic, everybody who was still booming throughout that, like that's the type of people you would want to rent to, you know? So it's just about being mindful who you allow to be, you know, your tenant in these properties. Mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And my other part was just going to be, um, I know Rel, you, you could, you could handle the bad talk thing. I just wanted to know, cause I feel like, I feel like I, I'm always curious when I watch interviews, right? Like, yo, what do these people really think? Like, are they going to make any crazy takes? So I was wondering if you had like a bold take or bold prediction on where you think the market's going to go. Um, like if you had to say one bold take, I think everyone's saying there's going to be some type of drop, right? But like if you had to make a bold prediction. I would say the property values probably drop about 20%. You know what I mean? I don't see it being steep, like, you know, over 50% and 60, 75%, like, you know what I mean? Some markets mm -hmm. did in the Great Recession. I say about 20%, you know, I say about a 20, 25% max uh, discount, you know, in property values and, and price. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you're right. I definitely hope you're right because I'm about to go shopping. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Because so many people, like after the pandemic, bought um, second homes, you know, because we were all, you know, we were locked down. You know, everybody was locked down. They wanted to get out. People wanted more space, you know what I mean, after that. So some people just moved to new locations. And I just saw a report where it said like 75% of the people that moved during the pandemic regret it now. You know what I mean? So, you Please. know, for one one reason, so they may be selling. A lot of people bought second homes because the cash was the cash flow was booming then. You know, a lot of people had extra money, but now fast money done slowed up. You know, they're starting to feel a crunch now, but it's not bad enough to where as though they have to lose the property. Or it may be in pre-foreclosure mode. You know, that can take four to six months before I actually get to foreclosure. So a lot of things are probably taking it starting to take effect now, but we we just won't see it the end result until, you know, about six months from now. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating like a 20, 25% um, decrease in, in prices. But then, yeah. just, you know, I, I just want to respond that real quick. Like based on what you said, when it comes to foreclosures, do you think there will actually be a significant amount of foreclosures to actually shift the market um, when like so many people have so much equity because of the whole pandemic run up that happened in property values? Like, don't, do you think the yeah. equity will not allow them to foreclose? All right, guys, so Rod just told us a lot on what he thinks about the house hacking strategy plus other strategies you can use to get involved in real estate. But to find out what he thinks about the market in the future, if he sees a lot of foreclosures, you have to watch part three. Let us know in the comments below what you think of the interview so far and let us know what you think about the foreclosure market. But part three will be there next week on Wednesday. Always make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Plus hit that little notification bell because we drop two videos a week and you don't want to miss them. We're going to check you out on Monday. But until then, peace. Soundstripe.